The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involves varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. More in Southwest Florida. Here we go on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. It's Sunday. It's November 14th. Quick 30-minute show. Half of it will cover the markets, investing trends, the latest news, and how it might impact you and your portfolio. The other half about financial planning topics, including passion assets, including our pets. How do you provide for them. Also on the way, NUA, how Annex Wealth Management assists business executives with a potentially complex issue. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky is our Chief Investment Officer. Good morning, Derek. Good morning, Danny. Hey, Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Good morning. The Southwest Florida sure was a beautiful week down here in Southwest Florida. And some things happened in the market. And of course, we're going to have to talk about inflation. Well, let's start with the Dow Jones closing over 36,000 on Friday. It did. It was uh, the S&P also closed very well on Friday within 1% of its all-time high. We did end a five-week winning streak for equities, however, and that was largely due to inflationary concerns that continue to bubble up. And that's exactly where we have to go. You can't get away from it. Everywhere you go in Main Street media and newspapers and the like has been talking about inflation. Of course, if you've been listening to the show, we have been knee-deep in this conversation since April and May talking about what is the definition of transitory, but we saw a big number Uh, out of the CPI and the PPI. Right. The PPI came out on Tuesday. Uh, It was higher than expected. Producer prices are actually up 8.6% versus where they were uh, one year ago. Then on Wednesday, the CPI was reported. It was the highest annual increase we've had in 30 years. So it's very hard for the Federal Reserve to continue to say that inflation is proving to be transitory when we're actually just starting to see the beginnings of wage inflation and rent inflation. Yeah. And those are the big parts of it that we have been warning about that could not be transitory. Now, if you do believe the Fed in their estimates, they are saying it's going to go back to normal sometime late next year. But, you know, I think you said something a couple of weeks ago that I thought was very thoughtful and that peak supply chain could also line up with peak inflation. Right. We, we, we initially saw, you know, the, the increases in the price of aluminum and lumber and used car prices as, as probably transitory that eventually the supply chain bottlenecks would be restored and, and things would, would go back to normal. Normal, uh, but when you shut down an economy, it's you just can't turn it back on. And there have been various countries that have had difficulty with the coronavirus that affected manufacturing schedules and the like, such that some retailers are suggesting people shop early for Christmas. But the, the key point here is what's the Fed going to do about it? Generally speaking, stocks love inflation until the Fed gets serious and puts on the brakes. And right now, this Fed is showing a willingness to be accommodative. Well, that's interesting because we heard that comment out of your former professor. He did say that this week on CNBC, and he also was the guy, and you can go ahead and explain that, who talked about the increase in money supply as well. Oh, Jeremy Siegel, he was actually my uh, advisor at, at Wharton Business School. And in any event, what he talked about was money supply has grown roughly 40% over the last 18 months. And he basically said that would eventually appear in the form of inflation o- over some number of years. So he basically said if, if inflation is at 5%, it could last for eight years to reflect that increase in the money supply because the money supply slowly gets into the economy. It doesn't affect it immediately, and there are lagged effects. 
rates. And many people are not prepared to deal with an inflationary environment where 5% is the norm. And so we talk about how that inflation could work its way through and does it go back to normal? And at the same time as we're watching this huge conversation, the guy who is in charge of trying to tamp down inflation is the chairman of the Federal Reserve, and he's up for renewal, and that is Jerome Powell. Right, and I don't think the Biden administration is doing the markets any favor by delaying this. I mean, it seems fairly likely that he's going to be appointed. They also have four additional appointments that they're going to be able to make, so we could end up with a very dovish, socially conscious Fed, if you will, (laughs) after those appointments are in, which again would suggest these inflationary pressures are likely to persist. And that is interesting that we're talking about social pressure as well, but one thing that you have to remember, too, is there are political ramifications to these things, and of course, the pressure that is being put on the Fed is also important, but one decision that has certainly increased inflation is the energy sector, and you'll know that when this administration came in, they changed their rules on energy in this country, and of course, energy is a big part of CPI. It is, and it's it's also one of the more volatile components. And, and you know, you think about it, um, our economy grew 2% in the third quarter. China's economy slowed. What's going to happen to energy prices this winter if, a con- if China's economy begins to recover and we grow at the 6% rate that the Atlanta Fed is suggesting? I would think that would put more upward pressure on energy prices, which would exacerbate the inflation situation further and really hurt those who can least afford to see increases in the price of energy. Yeah, that's exactly right. I can tell you. You can see the amount of traffic that's going up and down 41. So if you're listening to this and you're part of the folks that are moving back down into the busy season and listening to Fox 92.5, this is an opportunity to have us take a second look at what you own. It's what we do on a daily basis. It's an opportunity to get what we call wealth metric. Hey, welcome back, everybody, by the way. Yeah, wealth metric. It's one of these things that you might say, how am I doing? And you're not quite sure. You can see how much you've got in your accounts. The most important part is, what am I missing? That's what Wealth Metric Process does. Our decades of team insight, our state-of-the-art technology, it is more than a portfolio review. You can start today. You can head to our website at AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button and start the Wealth Metric Review process. Again, AnnexWealth.com. Stand by. More to come on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. I'm Dave Spano, President and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. It may not feel like it, but 2021 is slipping away. You've seen headlines about inflation and potential tax changes. If you haven't reviewed your investment and retirement plan or consider the impact of new taxes, it's time. Go to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Set up a time to talk, review, or revise your plan today. Know the difference. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management works in your best interest. Can your advisor say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? In 2020, 68 million U.S. households had pets. They're companions. They provide support, and in many cases, they are total and complete family members. We've covered passion assets quite a bit at Annex Wealth Management between client inquiries and a number of webinars and in-person meetings. It's clear our pets are a passion asset. Amy Kiskala is here to talk about it. She's an attorney, a CFP, CPA, and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back, Amy. Thank you, Danny. Pleasure to be here. So when we talk about pets and taking care of them, if something happens to us, the most famous story is Leona Helmsley, right? 
That was back in 07. She died. And one of the most controversial things was she left her dog $12 million in a trust fund. It was reduced later, but $12 million to start. It was named Fortune Magazine's third dumbest moments in business 2007. You remember the case? I do remember the case. I was an estate planning attorney at the time. It was certainly a big story. Now, to put a little perspective around it, Leona Hensley's estate was reported to be at, valued at excess of $4 billion. Uh, so most of us weren't really in that realm, but there is something there we can relate to, and that is how much we love our pets. Right, and $12 million out of $4 billion, that's that's okay for little, the little pooch. That, right? That's an extreme, though, right? Exactly. A lot of people who love their pets and care deeply for them, it's not unusual to have something set up to take care of them. It's important because it's estimated that half a million pets are euthanized every single year because their pet parent died or became disabled. I mean, is this an estate plan thing for a pet, or is it a part of a larger estate plan? I think it's part of the larger estate plan, for sure. So one of our most important goals in estate planning is to make sure you've got the right decisions and documents in place to take care of all of the things and people that we love when we're no longer able to do that for ourselves, and that certainly includes our pets. Let's talk about some of the steps, and we're borrowing part of this from Passion Assets, the workshops and the webinars that you and Deanne Phillips are participating in. I suppose one of the most important aspects is who's going to care for your pet? That's a big responsibility. What does it take to make things official? Yeah, that's a great question. As with all good planning, it's really important to make sure you've got the right documents in place to memorialize who's going to take care of that pet and also how you're going to pay for those expenses. Now, there's a couple of different ways that you would need coverage for the pet. I didn't even think of this, but in case of incapacity during lifetime, and that happens. That's exactly right. I think about somebody who gets in an accident or has a heart attack at home or even gets Alzheimer's or another form of dementia. Uh, those are reasons during our lifetime where we may not be able to take care of our pets. And in those cases, it's important to have some type of documentation. Maybe it's a pet care authorization form or a wallet card or something that lets the world know who it is that's supposed to take over care of this pet. And it's more than watching Fluffy for the weekend that could go on for weeks or months. That's exactly right. And so having a like, kind of long-term strategic plan around that is important. And also making sure that you're telling not only the caretaker, but the other advisors in your life. So as an, as an estate planning attorney, I had many clients that would let me know. They'd give me the contact information for that caretaker just to make sure that somebody knew who was supposed to be responsible. How about in the event of death? Uh, death's going to be a little bit different. That's where you're going to look at your will or maybe your revocable trust, whatever document you have in place to talk about your assets. That's where you can put who that caretaker of the pet is supposed to be. What about expenses? Is there somebody that's administering that? Or Yeah, that's a great question. Um, as you know, Danny and I are both pet owners. We know that that can be really expensive, and we want to make sure that our furry friends are well taken care of. That's it's also something that you can take care of in your documents. For example, we talked about incapacity. Your financial power of attorney, which appoints an agent to take care of your finances and your accounts, can be authorized to pay the expenses for the pet or to give the money to the caretaker. Is that a pet trust? Is there such a thing? There is such a thing. Now, that would come into play on the death of the pet owner. So in your will or re revocable trust, you can deal with how you want expenses to be paid. Sometimes it's as simple as just leaving maybe a couple thousand dollars to the, directly to the caretaker. But in some cases, you might want to uh, do a little bit more. And you can, in fact, do something called a pet trust. Now, you do have to look at state law. Not every state is going to authorize uh, you to have that pet trust. Uh, but in states that do, you can 
and name your pet as the beneficiary. <laughs> uh, you can decide how much money you want to leave to the cat. Now, when you're thinking about some pets have very long lifespans and their care is very expensive. Think about horses, for example. Oh, I was going for the cats, but you're right. Yeah, or horses. Cats, I didn't exactly. even think about horses. Holy cow, yeah. That, that's exactly right. And so there, a pet trust can be very important. You name a trustee, a caretaker of the funds. And also think about what happens on the death of that pet. Where do any remaining funds in that trust go? Do they go maybe to a charity that supports animal causes or maybe even to a human beneficiary? Absolutely. And you know what? If you're listening to this and thinking, what are they talking about? This is kind of trivial that planning is occurring around an animal. There's a whole bunch of us that think pets are a huge part of our daily life. And if our wish is that they are going to be taken care of as we desire through an arrangement like we're describing, you need to do it correctly. That's exactly right. Thinking through these issues now, having the right documents in place are really important to give you that peace of mind that your furry friend will be taken care of. Amy Kiskala, an attorney, CFP, CPA, and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Danny. Quick break. We're going to be back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary. And we put that in writing. You're listening to the Annex Wealth Management Show. Time for Ask Annex. Got a question for us? Head to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask tab. We get back to everybody. Some of them wind up on the radio. Joining us in the studio, Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer. Now, Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning Development, a CFP and a CDFA at Annex. And Dave Spano, President and CEO. Here we go. First question is from Sean. What's more likely, $60 or $120 oil or something in between? Well, probably something in between. Right now, we're trading at around 80 bucks. I mentioned earlier in the show that China's growth rate is slowing. Uh, but if we believe the global economy will start to pick up as the virus dissipates, I would expect demand to resurface. Because remember, there hasn't been a lot of drilling done, and OPEC refuses to increase production. There are rumors possibly that the president will uh, open up the strategic petroleum reserve to put some oil on the market. But generally speaking, in my view, the upward pressure would be higher on oil. I agree. Dave, do you feel that the pain at the pump is the biggest thing that people notice? Well, there's no question that that in the grocery store, the yeah. combination of the those two things, I mean, you go to any store today and you can see higher prices. So that inflation is hurting people. Higher oil prices mean higher gas prices mean it is higher inflation. It's Ask Annex. Next up is from Phil. Do we really need an estate plan for our cottage? Well, you very well might. It's a good thing to explore because a lot of times people go one way or the other. They have an idea in their mind of how they want this ancillary property to get passed down. And not every child or person who may inherit that comes from an equal financial situation. So it's important to understand who you're going to give it to, why you want to pass it along, and if you should, and do the planning so that multiple generations can have things like exit strategies, money-adding strategies, and it can be thoughtful. Otherwise, you know, you may end up in a situation where you throw up your hands and say, I don't know, the kids can fight about it when I'm gone. And, and they will. that <laughs> might be what they do, right? Now, we've done webinars on those. We 
We do. And we have webinars, and we also have some really great resources on our YouTube channel with Annex Wealth, too. Got it. Okay. Next up on Ask Annex is from John. Were the recent gains for Avis a reaction to the Hertz slash Tesla deal or another meme stock incident? Because that stock just... It went through the roof. It went. That's crazy because uh, off the air, Derek and I were talking about you know other companies that Amazon could be interested in, and of course uh, Hertz was the story a week ago, and then all of a sudden Avis just blew up. Right. That that Tesla order from Hertz got you know forty eight billion dollars in market cap for Tesla on a four point eight billion dollar order. So you could argue Elon ought to buy uh, perhaps an, <laughs> right. a, a rental car company. Right. The other thing that I heard was though a lot of people bought distressed debt in Hertz when they went bankrupt at twenty cents on the dollar and there was no way to hedge it so what some of those hedge funds did is they shorted avis stock in order to offset some of their risk well that's what happens when you short something that's not related to what you own yeah and of course the meme stocks saw that trade as well and that's one of the things that they did they all get together and they say what positions have a lot of shorts and i know that's that's a tricky trade but that's something that is happening something that we watch it's a very tricky trade elon musk saying that there wasn't a contract signed yet was that a big deal at all for hertz well you know he says a lot of things (laughs) He's he's got to be careful because he he certainly puts himself in the target when he starts talking about his stock prices and contracts because when it moves the price of a stock, he's got to be careful. Got it. Ask Annex. This one is from Harry. I don't hear much about annuities on your show. Is there a reason? Well, sure, because we don't sell product here. As a pure fiduciary and fee only here, you know, we are in a situation where we evaluate everything. Now, annuities are a part of some people's strategies, so you bet. We have experts on staff who come from that background to take a look at any product that our clients will bring to the table and will take a deep dive. Annuities are tricky, though, and they're very complex. And a lot of times people don't understand what they have, the writers they have, if they're still useful. They may have bought them at a time when it made sense. Maybe that sense has been outgrown. We do webinars on this one as well. And for sure, Deanne, you know, the idea of an annuity has been around literally for hundreds of years. Thousands, yes. Yeah, thousands yeah, of years yeah. means it's a contract to pay. And there's no question that idea is good, but they, as Deanne said, they have gotten complicated. They have gotten expensive. We're not dumping on them. We're saying make sure you know what you own. It was a year or so ago that we were talking to somebody from our financial planning team. We were talking about the Annex Wealth Management annuity review that we do for all of our clients. And he said, we've gone through Hundreds. Oh, we and have. And it's got to be 250 or 300 by now, I would think. Oh, I mean, just annually. About. Yeah. Right. And again, we're reviewing these contracts to understand, so our clients understand and prospects understand what they own. We're not here trying to sell those contracts. We're saying make sure you know what you own and why you own it. And how do you get that? You get that via wealth metric. It is a process combining all of our team on insight with state-of-the-art technology to better serve you. It is more than a portfolio review. Wealth metric is considered everything investment retirement and tax plans it's one more way to know the difference from the fee only fiduciaries at annex wealth management start today head to our website annexwealth.com and click that get started button sunday november 14th quick break we're going to be back 92.5 fox news i'm dave spano president and ceo of annex wealth management it may not feel like it but 2021 is slipping away you've seen headlines about inflation and potential tax changes if you haven't reviewed your investment and retirement plan or consider the impact of new taxes, it's time. Go to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Set up a time to talk, review, or revise your plan today. Know the difference. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management. 
One team, one plan, one fee. Money Talk is straight talk from a fee-only fiduciary. It's time to know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Sunday, November 14th, we are back. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Start a button. Begin the wealth metric review process Answer these questions. How am I doing? What am I missing? That's what Wealthmetric is all about. Derek Felscare, Chief Investment Officer in the studio, along with Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks, Danny. You know, if you, as you drive up and down 41, and if you're smart enough to avoid Immokalee and the rest, you get to see a lot of cars. But you know the car that I have not seen driving up and down the street? A Rivian. You want to know why? Because there's only 156 of them on the road. How does that firm have a $100 billion valuation? It actually has a $110 billion valuation, which is north of General Motors and north of Ford, but one-tenth the valuation of Tesla. And I think that's the key point here. They've delivered 156 cars. So I have a feeling there may be one or two in the Naples area <laughs> right. uh, by now. But but as I say, it was the most successful IPO since 2014. It's certainly is a sign of sub level of speculative enthusiasm and they do have 55,000 orders. So again, when you try to value an IPO, it's very difficult because only a small percentage of the shares are available to be traded, which creates a, a, a basically a supply squeeze. So if an, a big institutional investor wants to own a big chunk of this company, there aren't that many shares available and, and more demand leads to higher prices. But there still has to be a valuation. So we're talking about Rivian, an electric truck maker. And you know, there's a, there are companies that are certainly putting in orders. We're seeing, of course, Amazon and the like putting orders in for lots of cars. But to have a valuation bigger than General Motors and or Ford is just mind boggling. We'll have to see if the government's support of the EV market actually comes to fruition. And moving on to other names in that we watched this past week, J&J made a big move. J&J is going to split themselves up to basically a healthcare company and a consumer products company, both uh, excellent businesses. The margins obviously on the consumer product side aren't as high. Uh, so the, the hope, I think, of the J&J people is it'll reward shareholders because each stock will get a higher multiple than it would as a, as a unit. I mean, basically, J&J trades at a market multiple but has great free cash flow and an attractive dividend. And, of course, uh, the General Electric that we all grew up with, which was obviously the baseline of so many people's portfolios, also is making moves. Right. It's split into three pieces. Um, so basically, you know, people are doing some of the parts analysis this will take time over over many months before these things will be effectuated. But generally speaking, when a company does these sorts of things, it leads to greater focus and, and less kind of complicated board meetings and so on and so forth. So efficiencies do tend to go up and shareholders are typically rewarded. But in some ways, it's also an admission of perhaps a mistake that the GE conglomerate that Jack Welch built many, many years ago really didn't lead to the efficiencies he had hoped. Uh, but shareholders certainly felt good about those changes this week. And this is something we do on a daily basis and we put portfolios together as part of the wealth management process of course estate planning estate planning lawyers tax planning uh, the cpas on staff all of that is part of the conversation but when we put portfolios together they're core and tactical. In a quick overview, can you tell our listeners what that means? Well, basically what you're doing is you're building a, a risk-adjusted return portfolio that, that should weather well in, in an up-and-down cycle. And that's what we call the strategic asset allocation. So that's a mix of stocks, equities, alternatives, and cash. Then we take some portion of the, of the capital in that account and allocate it tactically. And there, what, what we're doing is we're going for areas of the market. It could be a sector. It could be a country. It could be a company. It could be an asset class. 
class. It could be oil. It could be any number of things that we believe will add value over that core allocation. So that's why we say core and tackle. Some people call it core and satellite as another way of thinking about it. And that's exactly right. And we look at those things. And right now where we see this incipient inflation starting to seep in into the equities markets, there is opportunities. There are companies that will do better in an increasing price environment like this. And that's the reason why as you go through your portfolio, and I often say on the show, to know what you own, why you own it, and how much you're paying for it. So if you're listening to the show here on Sunday morning and you want a second look, if you want us to take a look at your portfolio and get an analysis of what you own, there's a way to get that done, Danny. We call it the Annex Wealth Management Wealth Metric Review. It's a process takes all of our decades of team insight with our state-of-the-art technology to better serve our clients. If you've been listening to our show um, over the years, um, you'll notice that we've got lots of teams in place that specialize in lots of things. How are you doing? What are you missing is the big big question, and it is called Wealth Metric. Yeah, thanks, Danny. And of course, we go through this and we give people this takeaway. We do this in our offices. You can see it on the screen and you can say, you know, what if I want to do something different? What if I want to gift some money? What if I want to buy a boat? What are these things and how does that look in our portfolio? We make those adjustments and then you can see how we work. It is one more way to know the difference, the fee-only fiduciaries at Annex Wealth Management. You can start today. Head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. See you in a week on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.